support Rainbow Soul. Check out the Rainbow Soul merchandise for your favorite new shirt. A variety of colors and styles to suit your taste. Show off your love for Rainbow Soul. Get cool designs with your favorite quotes. Designs come in a variety of colors so that you can express your most authentic self. Support Rainbow Soul in spreading the word that queer, gender variant, intersex, transgender is sacred. Rainbow Soul, putting the soul back into queer. Order your unique Rainbow Soul merchandise at rainbowsoul.show. Winfrey T-shirt from Rainbow Soul, your own custom size and style. Simply make a short video, 30 second to three minutes. Post it on social media and tag hashtag Rainbow Soul Vodcast so we can find you. Answer one simple question. What does pride mean to you? Answer that question in a 30 second to three minute video. Tag hashtag Rainbow Soul Vodcast and post on your social media of choice. Email contests at rainbowsoul.show with a link to your post to be sure you're entered into the contest. At the end of Pride Month, we will pick a winner and that winner will choose their own style, size, color t-shirt, celebrate Pride with Rainbow Soul Vodcast. We want to hear from you. Oh my. (laughs) Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Rainbow Soul, a live show and podcast in search of deep answers and medicine about consciousness, spirituality, witchcraft, natural magic, and queer inclusive spiritual paths of many varieties. We will explore the use of herbs, candles, colors, and nature in our personal lives, as well as queer inspired rituals designed with transgender and non-binary people in mind. We are welcoming all pagans, indigenous two-spirits, witchy folks, conscious seekers, and people off the beaten path who want to explore the human spiritual experience that we are all capable of having. With deep reverence and anti-racist values, inclusivity, and a healthy and honest respect for our ancestors, Rainbow Soul brings diverse guests and topics all related to queer spiritual experience. Tap into this amazing resource live and find a supportive, safe environment while exploring interesting topics and diverse guests. Listen on your favorite podcast platform and catch the show at your convenience and still participate in the contest and games. Get more information about games and contests at our website, rainbowsoul.show, rainbowsoul.show. Thank you for tuning in to Rainbow Soul. Hello. <laughs> oh Hello. my gosh. Oh. Oh my uh, Oops. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's... welcome to Rainbow Soul. We are I was running at full speed today, so sometimes when I do that, I trip up. Hey, you know, just have to click the right thing. Always. 
That's all so, good. I'm Hollis Taylor. I'm one of the hosts of the show, Rainbow Soul. And we um, are excited. I'm excited about today's topic. Super excited about this. Welcome back, LaCrosse. Yes, it feels like it's been are. forever. Hi, I'm LaCrosse Ortiz. I am the host of Master of None, Lil Nuggets. I am a Jewish, Taino, atheist, trans man, jack of all trades, master of none. That's me. Oh, and I don't believe that you have to believe in a supreme being to be spiritual. It's your journey. Super important for you. Yep. It's your journey. And there is no right or wrong way because we're all going to end up in the same place. (laughs) For sure. And that's one of the most important things I think about like when you start talking about spirituality and stuff like that is that. There's so many different ways to do it, first of all. Um, Although it's sad that, like, most of our culture is only exposed to, like, maybe one or two ways. Yeah, yeah. And there's, like, what, like, like 100,000 ways to do it or something. So many ways that it would be hard to even count. Right. So it's, it's an exciting thing to me. And I think that there's a lot of different ways to be spiritual and a lot of different ways um, to express that. So, well, thank you, Brighthawk. It's so great. Brighthawk <laughs> is our other co-host who also stands Hi, crosses and around. <laughs> and um, I don't know who this is, but someone said, holy <laughs> crap, that intro is amazing. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> um, someone says, hi, mom, which I'm, I'm like, could be my son. I don't know. Anything or it could be I'm my daughter. About- Oh, oh, right. Could be, could be a you. Yeah. Yeah, it could be one of mine. They call me mom. (laughs) If it was dad, I know which one it was. But (laughs) oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. My my grandchildren, my grandchildren call me uh, grand grand. Okay. Which I've really appreciated finding a non-binary solution to a grandparent name. Still need to figure out one for aunt and uncle. Do we have one? Uh, We use ankle. Like honestly, um, I don't know if you know River. I do. River. Um, River Dier. Yeah, yeah. Their children call me Ankle Lacrosse <laughs> and Ankle Whitley. Ankle Lacrosse and Ankle Whitley. So. <laughs> wow! Wow! Yeah! Wow! Okay. Well, that's totally awesome because, um, <clears throat> just thinking about like I have, I of course have nieces. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you all are tuning in today because we have a really cool show for you. We have a really awesome person today. And I just want to say that I personally have shopped at their shop, the Crystal Underground. I ordered um, a really cool stone called um, a Philosopher's Stone. And I'm just going to share it with you guys real quick. It's a really interesting looking stone. And when I'm doing psychic readings, tarot or whatever... Um, I hold it in my hand and sort of mm. rub it around my hand a little bit and just kind of ask for it to help me say whatever this person needs to hear. And um, if I do that, I am usually more accurate and have a more powerful reading. When I forget to do it, it's not as accurate. So I'm just going to say, for those tarot readers and people like that, I personally shop at this shop. And when I had made an order, I ordered a few special things and uh, for myself and this wonderful person who um, I totally appreciate her um, because 
she not only is spiritually aware, so she could talk about, I could say, do you know what that's for? She could kind of guide me in that direction, even though she knew it could mean more than what she was saying. So this person is totally open-minded, and I want to bring out Velvet Von Black from Crystal Underground. Welcome, Hi. Velvet. Hi. I'm so glad you're you're enjoying your prophecy stone. That that just it warms my heart that it's working for you so well. <laughs> it is actually. I was really surprised, and I was like, "Hey, this is actually kind of working. This is awesome." Velvet, why don't you tell us about yourself and Crystal Underground? Okay, well, let's do Crystal Underground. That one's easy. Well, that one's actually kind of weird too. I guess I don't know. Um, so we do a lot of crystals and stones and even tinker with some like raw specimens and stuff like that. But um, we also do some, I like to say witchy, but it's not exclusively witchy. Um, you know, I put my own flavor on it. I'm a witch. So, you know, that's always kind of my default position, but you know, the spirituality is a very big scope, you know, um, we've done runes, we've done, um, I had an oracle deck for a while, that was actually really cool, some different candles that are charged with herbs and oils and reiki for different intentions, uh, our customers have asked to start doing a more traditional, like, spell kit, so I'm working on that over the summer because I don't want to be mailing wax during the summer. That's just, ugh, that's asking for problems. So we're going to have those in the fall. Um, you know, so it's kind of a little bit of everything. You know, if you go to our account, it's Crystal Underground and more. And, you know, the and more part can be almost anything, you know. So that's uh, that's that. And, well, then there's me. Um, and I'm so sorry. I just realized I forgot to put the pronoun tags on my name. I feel like an ass. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's she, right? It is. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, you know, so I started practicing. That's actually kind of hard, too. Um, my mom is here. I was the one that said, hi, mom. I don't know why it comes up. My name doesn't come up for you, but that was me. My mom decided to pop in. So, hi, mom. I'm not on TV, but I'm on the internet. Um, my mom started practicing Wicca when I was about eight, seven or eight, something like that. Um, I technically did my first spell when I was 10. And then I started, like, really getting into it on my own around, like, 12 or 13. So... Um, you know, it's, it's always been Wicca for me, but Wicca bumps into a lot of other, you know, pagan nature based kinds of things. So, excuse me. So, you know, Wicca isn't like its own little cave or anything. Like, you know, I've talked to indigenous about some of their practices and I'm like, oh, I get that. There's this thing. It's not the same, but it's similar. And, you know, and they're like, yeah. And, um, you know, I've even talked to some druids. I've talked to, I don't know, like, a whole plethora of different types of people. So it's actually really cool that we can all kind of have some shared experiences or at least some shared understandings. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree with you. 
And um, as a, so, I think it's totally awesome. By the way, that your mom. Oh, thank you. Somebody you are. Yeah, sorry. It's okay. Um, and also, I just want to let people know that your partner is non-binary, right? Correct. <clears throat> or um, trans, at least in the trans umbrella. Um, Under so the I think trans that umbrella, yeah. That you're a partner of a trans person because yes, and I, I shows, love the pieces, <clears throat> and that shows um, an understanding. Um, so I'm glad you're here because, um, I, one of the things that definitely happens around witchcraft and stuff is of course, let's talk about like, so we're going to talk about spell work. And I think mm -hmm. one of the biggest things about this topic, first thing is the BS, the, the, the misunderstandings, the stuff that's out there where you're like, what? Um, so let's let's touch on that. Can you think of a couple of them around around spell work? That's a big one. Um, there are garbage spells out there. There are there are I call them garbage spells. It's that's kind of a nice way to put it. I mean, I'll I'll throw some awesome explicatives at you if you want, but they're garbage spells. Um, you know, it's somebody who they learned this much and they're trying to do something that you need to know this much for or somebody who watched a movie. Oh God. Oh God. Let's just. Right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you watched the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you watched a movie, I'm glad you enjoyed the movie. Please, please, please don't think you are now, you know, the grand Pumba of of spell casting and witchiness. You mean the craft doesn't work? That <laughs> lacrosse. I love you. I really, really do. But no, I would I throw a can of Pepsi in your direction right now. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, though. All kidding aside. All kidding aside. I I watched the craft in 1996 when it came out. Not everything in that movie was craft. Not everything was crap. There was a lot of exaggerations. There was a lot of mm, poetic license, Hollywood. But, you know, if you've seen the movie, and I, I'm assuming it, you probably have seen the movie if you're listening to this, you know, that scene at the beach where they, they cast the circle and they do that, the, the ritual, like the, the casting of the circle, that's what witches do. That part of it was very legit. But then, you know, most of the rest of it, yeah, kind of not so much. Yeah. Yeah, I found, I, I pretty much had the same experience, Velvet. So, when, how can, when people want to do spell work, I really, I really honestly come from the perspective that if you do it yourself, even if they buy a kit from Crystal Underground that takes care of all those things, that if you do it yourself, it's actually more effective than someone else doing a spell for you. I fully believe that. Um, I mean, if I were, I don't know, let's say laid up in the hospital and my energies were all screwy and distorted, I probably would ask my mom, like, mom, I can't, but could you? And, you know, that's one thing. I'm What I want to do with, like, the kits that I'm working on here are the tools and I'm going to give you a page with some suggestions, you know, a day that is good for this, a time that is good for this, a moon phase that is good for this, but where you take those um, 
pieces and what you do with them on your own. I mean, I'm just giving you tools. You're going to build a house or, you know, whatever. Like it, it is a very personal kind of thing. And, you know, no two people cast spells the same. No two people do it. Your own, like your DNA goes into it. Your, your, your soul goes into it, you know, and when I say DNA, I mean DNA. There, you know, a lot of spells you can prick your finger and, you know, put a drop of blood in it, pluck a hair, clip a fingernail, you know, and there is power in, you know, basically, uh, I guess you could say identifying the spell. Like, I'm sending this into the universe. I am sending this into the universe. Um, yeah, so. And wouldn't you, so, so the most important part of the spell, I think, is intent. Absolutely. Um, I think that it, your, your parts are one thing, but, like, hands down, the foundation is your intent. Now, let's Absolutely. talk about intention. Let's talk about consent and, like, things like that. Now, some people think it's okay to do spells on other people. Some people think it's not. Um, that's a, it's a tricky question. It's a very, very tricky question. Are there situations where I feel like it's okay to do it without specifically asking? Yes. There's specific situ situations though. I've lived with Mike for 12 years. Mike trusts me implicitly. If I tell him I'm going to do some, some spell work and it's going to affect you, he trusts me. I don't have to tell him at this point. Um, you know, but let's just let's just do the obvious one the one that that ethical spellcasters are constantly plagued with please do not cast a love spell on someone please don't please don't do it please don't do it i'm i'm I, I'm, I'm begging you please don't do it you do not want to cast a love spell on someone you want to cast a spell attracting love into your life and that's a workaround for a lot of what, you know, a lot of what could be considered consent issues. Okay, so I'm not going to cast it on you, but I'm going to cast something that attracts something. If it happens to hit you, great. It's supposed to. But, you know, let's just, we'll deal with the elephant in the room real quick. Never cast a love spell Good. on somebody that Thank is you. just fucked up. <laughs> well, but. it's not just. It's not just that it's fucked up. It's also that you often, you may not Those like what you know. Yeah, yeah. There, there's one from the craft we can talk about. She cast love spell, went six kinds of stupid. That, <laughs> That is kind of, you know, they Hollywooded it up, but there is some reality on that one. Um, You know, so it's, it's like, but that's part of the spell casting process too. And it's one of those reasons why somebody who just watched a movie should not just start grabbing herbs and candles and stones and whatever, and start doing stuff willy nilly because you know, you, you should put a lot of thought and contemplation and you know, how is this going to affect X, Y, and Z? And I mean, there's always, you can't predict every possible outcome. We are not Dr. Strange. We cannot see <laughs> you know, everything that could possibly happen, but you have to try and think about it. You have to try and examine like, okay, if this goes sideways, 
you know, what's going to happen and how, you know, how probable is it that that could happen? And so there's a lot of thought and a lot of, of process that goes into it. If you're doing it, I don't want to say the right way, but I kind of want to say the right way. I, I don't like telling people you're doing it wrong when it comes to anything spiritual, but spellcasting, it's, it's specific, you know? I well, think if it, you're doing it in integrity. Sorry, right. go ahead. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I think also uh, people, I mean, you call it spell work, like I may call it something else. But when we're Absolutely. using these things with properties, they have energy, whether they're herbs, whether they're stones. And if you end up mixing energy that conflicts with energy, like if you're putting the wrong herb with the wrong stone and your intention is a complete different opposite thing of what those properties are can cause that and it, it, it's not that it causes a it yeah a backfire because it's not okay. working in in unity because Absolutely. okay that gemstone may have been for something completely different than the herb yeah. than your intention and, and i think if people don't know of, yeah if they don't know enough about it and research has right. to go into it you know i've hit a point and i i only realized this about myself recently um i love big elaborate spells now lacrosse you know me a little bit better than hollis does i'm not exactly a, a timid you know tiny person um so you know the way i cast spells is kind of the way i live life right. but in in you know being extra about it it's that much more time that i get to think about what i'm using how these things are going to interact etc and so on so for me that's a good process now in a pinch, you don't need crap. You what you need to do a spell exists between your ears. It, it's will, it's intention. You know, I tell people who are of you know some kind of Judeo-Christian um, bend all the time. A spell is not that much different than a prayer, and depending on what your spell work is, in fact, they're almost identical. You know, we, we do spells because we want to, you know, create a change or add something to our lives. You pray to, you know, this saint or that saint because they're the patron of this, that, or the other thing. It's not that much different. We just, you know, we use things from the earth. We use different props, basically. It's props. You can do a spell with nothing more than a few deep breaths and sending your intentions into the, into the world, you know, mind over matter. And, and I like what your mom brought through. I'm assuming this is your mom. Um, Terry, yeah. What's her name? Terry. Terry. Okay, Terry. Uh, Terry said uh, everything, like first she was saying that your intent is a must for any spell work. And everything is intent and wording. And I have found that wording is so important, especially when you start talking about, like, the universe um, hearing what you're asking for, mm -hmm. or spirit or God or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I mean, you know, the candles, the herbs, the crystals, the, the whatever, that's, that's dressing and that helps put you in the right mindset but 
anyone who, you know, has done this for a period of time is, you know, seasoned or experienced, whatever you want to call it, will tell you none of that's necessary. It's all here. It's all right here. Um, you know, and so, yeah, my mom and I agree on most things because, you know, in a way, she kind of was my first teacher. My mom was really cool about it, actually. I was in Catholic school. I was in Catholic school. My mom started uh, practicing Wicca, like learning and reading and everything. And um, if I had questions, my mom was an open book. She was a total, like, okay, let's talk about it. You know, I didn't understand. I didn't even know that, you know, other religions really existed. I was a little kid, you know. So, yeah, mom's totally right. <laughs> and that's a good one too. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm here, but because I can't okay. see the chat, I'm going to bring my... it up. I'm going to bring it up on our screen. Oh, okay, cool. The, yeah. the fail. So she said the fail safe at the end of a spell is with the free will of all and harm to none. So mode it be. So what she's saying is at the end of your spell, if you say, in, so you're not like hurting anyone's, like, let's say you really have a crush on this person, but um, you keep trying not to focus on that person, but you keep seeing yourself in love with them or something like that. So what you could say at the where your intention is to just bring love to you, but you keep thinking of that person because you're crushing on them. Really. Right. Okay. It's, it's totally get this. If at the end, if you said, quote, what your mom is saying, with the free will of all and harm to none, so then you're saying that that person has to have free will to come towards you. So because it's all about free will. It's right. all about free will. I love that. So I love that we bring it through from our ancestors too. That it gets passed down um, from person to person and generation to generation. Absolutely. Maybe someday, maybe someday we'll have. Uh, if your mom's up for it, we'll have you and your mom together, and we'll talk about generational witchcraft. That could happen in a few months, maybe. Okay. I'll talk to her about it. Well, and so the other thing about spell work is, okay, so let's say our intention, I'm just going to stick on the love thing, Velvet, because we both what? know as witches, like, this is the biggest request. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it sure is. And I hate it. It makes me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll address it. So let's address it. Let's so do it. Let's they, dig into it. So so you've set your intention to be okay. I'm going to draw a, a loving, good fit partner for me, to me. I want to draw that to me. That's the intention, and the intention, of course, is to have free will. And you, let's say, you even write down good words that you want to say. So if you're a new spell person. I would definitely say to write it down, like on a little card or something that you're going to say during your spell. No, it actually only adds power because writing adds power to, to magic. And yes. if you have a spell book, it's a great way to keep track of what spells you did and what the results were. Or if you have a book of shadows. So um, I have one. Yeah. Fabulous. And it's a really great place to sort of write down what you said in the spell and then come back three months later and say, well, this is what happened. I so, actually kind of use mine as, you know, almost um, a history of my own practice. You know, I did this, but I will actually date. Like, I did this on this day. 
So later on, I can go back to it and be like, okay, that's not just something I read in a book or something I thought of in my brain. If I dated it, I did it. Um, and that's just, that's how it works well for me. I'm not saying anyone has to do it that way or whatever, but. Well, my astrology brain went right to, oh, and then you can know where the planets were that day and where the moon was. And <laughs> That's right. So that's another okay. element to uh, spell work. Think about your timing. When are you doing this? So can we talk well, about timing? Let's talk about timing. So for almost any spell I can think of off the top of my head, it's going to fall under some astrolo astrological, um, you know, you will have an extra benefit if you do, let's just stick with love. If you're attracting love to yourself while um, the moon is with Venus, you know, while, while Venus is in the sky. Um, absolutely. Is that to say you must do it that way? No. If you, if you just, you know, the, the planets aren't lining up quite right and so on and so forth, and it needs to be done, it needs to be done. So I always look at that like, all right, so hang on, hang on. Oh, I got this really great Llewellyn's moon sign date book. Okay. And... I'm just randomly picking a day here. It's really good about telling you like where the moon phases, what it's going to enact, uh, so on and so forth. Um, so I will check like, okay, is everything going to line up the way I need it to in the time that I have to do this? If it does great, you know, I will, I was going to do it Monday, but on Tuesday, um, it, you know, astrologically speaking, it would be better. I can wait until Tuesday, but if it's going to be next month, well, then you, you know, you have to make that decision for yourself. And the general consensus is check it. Sure. If you can, if you can time it right. Great. If you can't just go with it, you know? Yeah. And I find that, um, that's, that's pretty much how I approach the timing thing too. Yeah. A lot um, of people do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, I thought also what your mom just said, uh, she said, you could alter the spell to banish loneliness. Yes. And do the spell in a waning moon aspect, which I totally love that. Because yes. I just want to say astrologically, sometimes I know from my personal astrological alignment with my partner, Braidhawk, um, it required for both of us to go through certain things Absolutely. before we could come together as an astrological um, twin flames, where twin flames mm -hmm. are soulmates and right. we do well together. We're, you know, we, we, we're flabbergasted at how easy it is for us to get along and to do things together. But mm -hmm. that wouldn't have happened if these other things hadn't happened first. Right. And, and um, that's an astrological timing thing. When your yeah. soulmate is coming into your life, sometimes you have to wait. So it might be better off to hang out with the six friends rather than diving deep into a, a toxic relationship for six years. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, mom talked about something really cool, too. Um, you know, a lot of people avoid doing certain things during the waning moon. And I, you know, I... In part of the little, you asked me to do like a little bio thing. I said I had started um, just in the last few months, like recently. 
working with shadow work. And a lot of that talks about the waning moon, the dark of the moon, what works well in that time. And, you know, so I've done, um, I guess you could say traditional. I, uh, I don't like the word, but Wicca, the way most people understand Wicca for most of my life. And now I'm kind of, you know, looking at this other side of it where there is power in darkness. There is power in, you know, the, the crone aspects. I know you will understand Maiden Mother Crone, you know, the three cycles, the three main cycles of life or pieces of life. Um, Although so, some yeah. people have had a hard time. So because, so here's the interesting thing I have to insert here. So because many women, um, many people that follow the maiden mother crone, um, you know, there's a masculine version too. Right. Um, they think because we've been living longer that, um, that instead there's another one before you get to crone because crone is definitely the older crone, you know, when you, and then there's, but what happened to the people that are done with motherhood, 50 to 70, 50 to 80, because we're living so much longer, we have to give another name. So they started calling it your, um, uh, queening, um, or, uh, royalty. Like you, like you are now a, a royal person. Huh. Um, and they're just putting an extra step, it. and it totally makes sense from an evolved witch perspective. It's like, well, we are living into our nineties these days. And, I have a um, sovereign. Thank you, Quellen. Thank you, Quellen. Thank you, Quellen. Sovereign. So, um, a sovereign, regardless of the gender. So, sovereign That's is cool. that step between like forty something, like maybe perimenopause, through until you're grown is more like I have mixed feelings about it based on personal experience so mm -hmm. I'm gonna kind of just off topic okay. a bit. yeah I had a hysterectomy when I was 25 mm -hmm. at 25 uh I got left with five percent of my original ovarian tissue and that's it and so I went through this really weird time and I was actually able to talk to my mom about it a lot because she had a similar thing done when she was in her 20s too, um, where I was feeling like maiden crone at the same time and mother just like completely skipped me. And I was okay with that. And I don't know if adding that fourth um, face, because we often refer to them as faces, is a way of of almost being ageist like i don't want to be a crone no 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 i i can tell you at 25 you know reproductively speaking biologically speaking i was entering my crone years and i'm okay with that so i have mixed feelings about adding a fourth face that's just my own personal thing if that's what works for some people that's fine with me you know but for me, it's it's still the three, and I feel like, you know, yes, did I stay 29 for more than one year? Absolutely. Positively. Do I kind of still want to go back to just telling people I'm 29 sometimes? Yes. 
but you know the reality is there's there's nothing scary about the chrome there's there's nothing scary about it it's it's i don't think there is i don't think there is either like god i don't think it was meant that way i think it's for um especially for people like me who um really see the stages of like like i've experienced all the stages of life like i feel like i lived as a maiden i did as a mother um right. i lived as a mother and then i went now i'm going sovereign or divine androgen right um and then eventually i'll probably be a sage um right. and i wouldn't call myself a crone but that's for well, no but sage works but, for you but i know that after taking care of people in their 80s and 90s that there's a, a, a there's something that happens in there. They transition in 80, 90 years old that's really deep, that gets really interesting because they do stuff like, they'll be like, so are you a boy or a girl? And I'll be like, well, it doesn't matter. And they'll go, no, not really. And then, <laughs> and they stopped, things stop mattering. Um, that's true. Things totally change for them. And as a person that is a death doula, that's why I see it. Um, okay, that makes I sense. See that, I see that end of the ages. They start to grow towards the, like that last 10, 20 years of their life. Wow. They are just like, then you're like, whoa. And you kind of feel like got to take them a little bit at a time. Right? No, I mean, lacrosse, have you ever had anyone that old in your family? or? Oh, yeah. My grandmother, she was 116 when she passed. Wow. Um, uh, yeah. I had a grandmother who made it to 102. Um, yeah. yeah. And she was, uh, she literally based her life on three things. I've told the story before on Rainbow Soul and I asked her what was the, the, the key to her longevity. She said, I don't get angry. She's like, I have my garden. I get angry. You know, and I told her, well, I'm screwed. I get pissed off because I kill everything that's in my garden. So, yeah, yes. there it is. So, um, yeah, yeah. Well, I just want to address the question in the group here. Sandy said, um, are you still considered a crone if you've basically just begun your journey? Sandy, I want to say that it's negotiable, as we just discussed. Um, and we and And maybe it depends on how you see things. Sandy, I definitely feel mother energy from you. Um, you definitely have a mothering, but uh, could also easily be grandmothering energy. Um, but I definitely feel mother energy from you, just the way you have interacted here. <coughs> I think you can be both. I think you can. I think you can be all three, depending on you know the specifics of your life and your circumstances. You know, if you are are starting a spiritual journey later in your life, you're both, you know, new on that journey. But that doesn't erase your your life experience and, you know, all of that. So, you know, there there's nothing to say you can't be more than one of those at a time. Right. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's interesting that we got on that topic, but um, I want to take a little break. Um, give us a little break, and uh, Lacrosse, why don't you take us into do? You, do we call it yeah, a I, this time? It's Show us like, our special gift. A little nugget. I definitely have a little nugget to share. Um, and since it's Pride, that's 
and love. It's kind of what we're basing it around. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to pull this all back and I'll get the little nugget running. Hello, everyone. I'm LaCrosse Ortiz, the host of Master of None Little Nuggets, and this is the Pride Edition. So as you've seen, that we were giving a free t-shirt away for uh, anybody who gives us a 30-second video of what Pride means to them. Um, and I'm going to tell you what Pride means to me. But before that, I had the joy, my wife and myself had the joy of um, getting a few videos from here in... Lancaster Pride. So we're going to play that. And here it is. Win a free t-shirt from Rainbow Soul, your own custom size and style. Simply make a short video, 30 second to three minutes. Post it on social media and tag hashtag Rainbow Soul Vodcast so we can find you. Answer one simple question. What does pride mean to you? Answer that question in a 30 second to three minute video. Tag hashtag Rainbow Soul Vodcast and post on your social media of choice. Email contests at rainbowsoul.show with a link to your post to be sure you're entered into the contest. At the end of Pride Month, we will pick a winner, and that winner will choose their own style, size, color t-shirt, celebrate Pride with Rainbow Soul Vodcast. We want to hear from you. What does Pride mean to you? Pride to me is unity and happiness and grace. As I don't look gracious right now. <laughs> what does pride mean to you? Pride to me is an expression of being able to show who you are, regardless of what others might think or, or say. What does pride mean to you? So pride means to me getting to be your full authentic self. Uh, and just showing your true colors and not worrying what anyone else thinks and being around who are like you and have the same values and ideas. Hello! What does pride mean to you? Pride to me means I can be myself without any repercussions from society. Right, what does pride mean to you? Pride means freedom to me. Pride means the fact that I can celebrate every good thing about me and no one can tell me that it's wrong. Okay, I'd like to know what does pride mean to you? What does pride mean to you? Pride is a bunch of different things. Like you could be lesbian, which is you like girls that are in love with other girls, or gay, which could be lesbian, like I just said, or it could be men who like other men. There's also transgender, like men that are women and women that are men. There's non-binary where you don't have a gender. There is arrow and there's arrow ace. Arrow is where you don't feel certain sexual attractions to people. And arrow ace is where you don't feel any sexual attraction at all. Thank you for having your time. What does pride mean to you? Uh, to me, pride means expressing yourself in ways that you couldn't before. It's freedom. Good job. 
What does pride mean to you? Pride Okay, well that's what pride meant to some people here in Lancaster. Um, and I love words. Um, words have a way of uh, basically breaking things down, putting it in different perspectives. But sometimes we use words and do you really know the true definition of what it is? So one of the words I wanted to kind of break down today is pride. Pride, a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievement. The achievements of those with whom one is closely associated or from qualities or possessions that are widely admired. All right. Uh, this month has been a little difficult because... My wife and I lost a friend um, who was truly incredible. Um, now, when we think of pride, uh, we think of the parades, uh, we think of the drag shows, uh, we think about community and unity and love. And sadly, it happens only once a year. Um, but pride should be an everyday thing. Now, this person that we lost literally showed pride every day in every aspect. Um, when we were at the funeral, it was great hearing the beautiful things they said about this individual, about their smile, about their kindness, about their love, about their always willing to be there um, whenever they were needed. And this person, to me, represents what pride is it's not yes we fight for our rights and yes we uh it's about the rainbow community but pride has to be an everyday thing and the beauty of pride is showing love acceptance respect honoring that shouldn't be just once a year that should be every day and this individual was a huge inspiration of what pride meant. So don't just show it once a year, live it, live love, live unity, live respect, live acceptance, live tolerance, live inclusivity, live it every day because our community desperately needs healing because you could even see the division within ourselves. And once we each individually are able to heal and grow, we can start sharing that love and pride. All right, so happy pride. I'll see you next time. Jack of all trades, master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. So what exactly does that mean? It is a figure of speech in reference to a person who has dabbled in many things rather than gaining expertise by only focusing on one. So much knowledge and wisdom out there, at our fingertips, yet so difficult to grasp. Everything and everyone has a little piece of the truth, and it is up to us to determine what our truth is. In this busy world, creating the time, the space to nourish our bodies, mind, and soul has become a difficult task. So let's take a moment 
to learn something, something small, in whatever way the universe decides to reveal it. It could be someone's story, a quote, a spiritual practice, maybe a song or a movie. The opportunities are limitless and all around us if we just take a moment to see. We are all students of life experiences, so let us learn from one another. There is no right or wrong path. There is only your path and your journey. So let's begin our adventure and explore all the world has to offer and let us become a master of none. Welcome back, everyone. That's awesome. Thank you, Lacrosse, for putting that together. Thank you. I totally you. love hearing from all the Central <laughs> PA people. That was beautiful. That oh, that was beautiful. You. Yeah. Oh, it my really is. He agrees. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree. And so does Sandy. Sandy <laughs> says, love those little nuggets. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it was really... actually one of the kids that really got my attention more than anything else because, you know, I, I didn't have children. I, I actually never wanted to have children, and then I couldn't. Um, but it it's almost weird to me sometimes. Like, you had a, a little kid explaining, like, a romantic, yeah. And mm -hmm. I was just like, we're going to have a whole generation that knows that. I only learned that, you know, in the last like 10 15 years of my life yeah that's yeah. so cool i think it's beautiful because when 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 you get out there and you start seeing the younger it's younger and younger and younger and that they're actually educated about this yes you know um i it's just phenomenal and it's a beautiful thing to see absolutely absolutely yeah. couldn't agree more <clears throat> You guys switched places though, so now I'm looking over here. <laughs> I'm looking over here at Alice. That's okay. Oh yeah. I yeah. and I um so I I wanna come back to the spell work thing. Yeah. I wanna talk about gathering your materials. Now, clearly yes. you could just Google it. You can say what stone is good for, but do you have like some maybe help us pick good resources? Well, something I've started doing a lot in the last few years, um, I've found a few places that um, are very legit and reliable. I've been going a lot for, and I mean, obviously you can't do it for everything, but a lot for forage stuff. Like, I, you know, you can just buy a bag of this, that, or whatever, but um, I found a few really great people that forage their asses off. And, you know, I'm, I'm somewhat more or less, all right, I'm disabled. I have a bad back, you know, going for a hike in the woods and gathering my, my materials, not really a viable option. So, you know, thank you, internet. Thank you, Etsy, a lot, because a lot of it I do from Etsy. I've been able to do um, you know, switch some, obviously you can't do it with everything, but that yeah, aside, like feathers, <clears throat> things like that, that have yeah. someone, someone got in their backyard or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you know, that aside, there are great books. There are really great books. And, you know, some of them go back decades. You've got books that will break down herbs, that will break down colors, that will break down stones. Hey, honey, 
Can you take a look over there and see if um, my purple spinning spells book is over there? I think it is. There's one in I particular. Oh, I'm sorry. Book that I'm sure you know about. I was going to suggest while well, well, Mike does that nicely for you. Um, is uh, I was thinking about Scott Cunningham's book. Um, has he Everybody has... loves Scott Cunningham. And he exactly. was gay. <laughs> he was awesome. He has like, I don't know, a half dozen or more books. Um, so if you were looking for an author, to, especially for beginners, I'm going to yeah. say if you are a fresh beginner, go read a lot of Scott Cunningham. It will give and you a, a lot of people say that. Yeah, I felt like it also gave a good foundation for me to build upon. Yeah. And to grow from. So here's a book that I took from my mom's library because periodically she would go through and she'd be like, you know, I bought this book and I really thought I was going to use it, but I didn't really like it. Do you want it? And this one I took, um, it's not a Scott Cunningham book, although I have several of those downstairs everyone um, every which does <laughs> yeah everyone does so this one i don't know how well this is gonna work spinning spells weaving wonders nice mm -hmm. and it's i i cannot promise i will say her name right modern magic for everyday life by per patricia telesco 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 i don't know so this was one of mom's books and I'm just literally randomly opening to a page. Um, okay, so here's a passage about forgiveness. So the thing I like about this book, it doesn't go super in-depth. It gives you a starter. It's almost like, you know, here's your base. Now build off of it. So this book in particular on a variety of topics, it will give you timing. You know, so for forgiveness, it says when the moon is in Aries or Libra to restore emotional balance during the moon, new moon or during the month of February. And it'll give you some props at, or you know, you can use. So this is coconut, lavender, mint, parsley, moonstone, um, the color white, the numbers two and nine, items that can represent an area of disagreement or discord. It's a good starter. It helps you start to think about, you know, what do I have that will work for this? What can I get that will work for this and it does give a little bit of sample spell options um this one talks about making a serenity talisman um this one actually talks about a little bit of maybe kitchen witchery which i love where you bring a group of people together who wish to encourage forgiveness and you make a meal and you make sure to include parsley in your meal so I love this book, you know, if I'm ever like, all right, I need to do this spell and, you know, I could do it this way. I could do it that way. I'll come to this book and just be like, okay, what other ideas can you throw at me? So, you know, this is one of my favorites for spell work, which is why it just happens to be like on the other side of my bedroom because I, I refer to it often. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so I would say, um, so you know, there's lots of great resources out there. There's books galore. Um, yes. Googling doesn't always give you good resources. Um, sometimes it can, it's sometimes iffy. You need to look at the website and know who wrote whatever you're reading. Yes. Um, I will say.
say that moving on to the topic of foraging is that Sandy, I too am a forager and a witch. So when I have found that if you yourself go out and get your own items, like you forage the pine cone, you forage the flower or the plant or the herb or whatever it is, that if you use whatever you forage in magic, it will be way more powerful. How do you feel about that, Velvet? I 100% agree. I I can't do as much foraging as I would like to. Um, I forage where I can. You know, there are some things you don't have to, you know, hike a mile into the woods to get. And absolutely, you start building that connection very early. Um, you know, you're putting, you know, you're feeling it, you're letting it feel your energy like you know it is very much um a mixing of energies so absolutely if you if you have the ability if you have the time whatever to do it yourself please do it's a wonderful experience if you garden go out to your garden you know get it is so common most people i know who are of some kind of earth uh earth-based faith and have the ability to garden, have a garden that, you know, it might be vegetables and stuff like that, but it's herbs. It's, you know, the items they're most likely to reach for if they need to do something in their spiritual realm. So even gardening, it's not foraging, but you're nurturing that plant. You're keeping it alive. You're caring for it. There, There's a bond there. For sure, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, being a gardener myself. And right. I, I do, I do want to include the book. Um, I forgot about this book. Um, your Hi, Mom. Mom. I know that, Mom. <laughs> to Ride a Silver Broomstick is also a great book for step-by-step -step, uh, yep. spell and ritual construction. Thanks for reminding us of that book. Yeah, To Ride a Silver to ride a silver Broomstick. If you look at that. I book, love Silver Ravenwood. I, I love her books. Um, actually, the first book my mom bought for me was The Year It Came Out No Less for, for Winter Solstice for Yule, our version of Christmas, if you're not in the know. Um, that year, Silver Raven Wolf wrote a book for teenagers called Teen Witch. Mm. I still have my original copy. It has been dog-eared, notated, you know. All the things that as a librarian, because I, I studied library sciences, as a librarian, you should never, ever do. But it's a textbook, so, you, you know, you can make an exception. But, uh, yeah, I, I hear people more often than not recommend Scott Cunningham's books. I will turn around and say, okay, now that that has been recommended, I'm going to recommend Silver Raven Wolf. And, oh... I have mixed feelings, but I always give this recommendation, Raymond Bucklett. If you've never read Uncle Bucky's Big Blue Book, it is drier than the Sahara Desert, but the knowledge is sound. <laughs> I love it's that. Actually I love called, that <laughs> it's actually called Raymond Bucklett's Complete Guide to Witchcraft, but it's Uncle Bucky's Big Blue Book. Yes, I am familiar with this book. Yes. All right. Well, I hope if anyone, if anyone in the, um, anyone that's watching live right now, if you have a question, get it up in the chat. 
um, yeah. so that in the comments so that we can ask. And um, if you have any specifics about um, about spell work, I do want to include um, Sandy's or Eve Eve's wisdom. Um, they said even in the city one can find knotweed, ladies' thumb, in sidewalk cracks, plantain, and dandelions and clovers can be found in many disturbed areas. Absolutely. Yes. There are tons of things you can find in the city, and you can also often find feathers from birds um, and other, lots of, it's not just herbs, it's, it, it can also be stones and rocks, depending on, you know, where in the country you live. I'll toss um, one at you. Yeah. I'll toss one at you that might be kind of more relevant right now. I'm not going to get political, but we all know that something really horrible recently happened. You could talk about that. Go ahead. Fuck Scotus. In short, <laughs> Scotus. But, you know, if I've seen a lot of people um, you know, asking like as as witchy people, as spellcasters, what can we do? So yeah. if you're in the city, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're in the city, find your local courthouse, find a pebble, find a little patch of dirt, pick it up, take it home with you. That is something very metropolitan in the city, you know, not in the woods. You, you take something from that place where everyone, you know, you, you don't think about a courthouse and think about throwing a party. You think about this is where justice happens. This is where decisions are made, things like that. You, you want to fix an injustice, find a pebble, find a little patch of dirt, find a weed that's growing between the cracks of the, the sidewalk, you know, uh, in front of the courthouse, whatever it is. It's all about energy, you know? Yeah. And then um, that's one of the ways that you can focus some of your anger and um, your distaste at um, some of the political things that are happening right now. Um, you can focus your energy at that. Just make sure you keep your intentions clean, you know? Like, try to say, you know, you can't say down with all the Republicans. Like, that's silly, right? Instead, we, although tempting, um, not always the way, not always a really good, because that's not really true. Um, and we know that. We know just like, you know, um, you can't say every drag queen is trans. We know that's not true. Um, we, we know that, right? But something will make that assumption from out horrible. here. Right. So try not to like do overlapping things like that. Instead, try to say, may humans, like I try to say things like, May humans evolve um, past our petty differences so that we That's may find one. peace, so that we may pay, find peace and harmony with each other in nature. Okay? That's usually what I pray for, something like that. Um, That's a good and one. I, I mean, I'm just trying to get to where, where we really need to be. And if it means we have to take five steps back, well, hell, but okay. You I know, would prefer not to. But yeah. I would prefer not to, but maybe that's how we get there. I don't know. So do you have any suggestions of like, you know, wording and spell work with uh, any other suggestions with the political mess that we're in right now? It depends on what aspect of it you want to tackle, but you know, just let's get, but let's stick with SCOTUS and their craziness. You know, I would be, I would be doing spells for, 
for injustice to reverse injustice, I would be I would be looking for spells that and all right, this might sound a little convoluted, so I just need you to roll with me here for a minute. I would be looking to invoke feminine, not to say that this only affects uh, feminine people because it doesn't. Um, you got, I think you both have probably seen, like I put a post on Facebook yesterday, or not yesterday, the day before, the day this whole thing went down going, this does not just affect women. But if you're looking for a topic to research, to find information, you want to, you know, feminine is one you will find um, objects you can add to your spell, colors you can use for your spells, etc. This affects anybody with a uterus. I don't care what your gender is. This affects anyone with a uterus or anyone who previously had a uterus. You know what that feels like. You know, you, you've been there. Um, but for the sake of a starting point, something you can look up, something you can start your, you know, building your stuff with, I would look at those kinds of things. I would look for, um, uh, those are kind of the two big ones for me. I've had a few people ask this question in the last two days, and I feel like those are just, those are the big two. Like you definitely want to work on the injustice factor, but you can definitely incorporate, um, you know, aspects into that that are specific to uterus having individuals. That's my particular take on it. Mm -hmm. I've also been called uh, the other thing that comes to mind is Lilith. Um, so if you honor the god, the goddess Lilith, um, she's some people would call her a demon, but she's she's really yeah. not. She's a She's just a, a goddess of um, strong female energy that yes. sometimes gets marked as dark just because she's so independent and mm. um, strong. Um, there's a great astrologer that talks about her a lot, and um, that's Nadia Shaw, because she's also an asteroid in the sky. So everybody yeah. has, has Lilith somewhere in their chart, Absolutely. Um, in their astrology chart. And so um, I just find that that's a really powerful energy. Um, and it's been coming up a lot. And I think that that's because of what's happening in the sky right now. Um, and that's like the astrology of things right now. So what you all should also know is that there has been a dynamic since the Me Too movement between Mars and Venus. And it's a long term. It's like a long process that involves things like Pluto and stuff like that. That, yeah. make, that make rebirth happen. And that's what's manifesting is that. That the, that the difference between masculine and feminine are changing. It's changing right now. And it's shifting. And how we see gender is shifting, clearly, right? We're in a gender revolution. Absolutely. And so that's what's happening right now. And that's part of why you're seeing what you're seeing. And I just want to give all of you that feel really scared and really afraid or really angry and really sad. Just know that what is unfolding right now is meant to make you feel that way because we have to bring change forward. It's meant, it's just like the energies that happened that created pride all those years ago. It's not that much, sim it's not that much difference in rebirthing our culture in pushing our government into a certain direction. And it's going to take, they're going to push back and it's necessary for us to push harder. 
because um, that's the human call and that's the evolutionary astrology of tomorrow. So I just want to say that out loud that this is happening in the stars. It is reflected everything that's happening. The United States is in its Pluto returns. It happens every 200 and some years. Pluto is the master of death and rebirth. Um, and it means things crush and fall. Um, and there's ties, there's stories. If you look at the history of like, you know, Romans and everything else around. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to say, hold on. You're going to be okay. Lots of people will, lots of people uh, will walk away from this having experienced it so that we can pass it on to the next generation. Please try to see it in the biggest of pictures as you can. Know that you are part of a bigger movement and know um, and know that if you do take action, um, it is your soul calling probably. So do that action. So if you have some sort of action that's poking at the back of your neck, tapping your shoulder, whispering in your ear, listen to it, follow it. Do it because that's probably your soul calling. It's probably being activated right now. So just be aware of that. Saturn's in Aquarius and that's about the collective. So I think it's also really important to understand in the realm of spell casting and in this particular, you know, on this topic, um, we're often taught, especially, you know, if you're beginning your path, that you never want to cast a spell when you're feeling any kind of anger or, or anything like that. And I'm going to tell you, anger is just as valid of an emotion as anything else. If you're angry, you put that into your spell. You use that energy. I'm angry. And that is, you know, the, this is what my intention is. And that intention exists because I'm pissed off. Mm. And that's okay. Yeah. I agree. I've 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 taken a mortar and pestle, uh, which is the little stone mm-hmm. bowl and the 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 crusher, right? And I've put hard herbs in there, and I've crushed them. So Eve is asking a question right now, which I also think is really good. Um, do you have any go-to Swiss Army herb for spell work? I have one, Eve. It's ginger. Um, I find that it makes things faster and it makes it digestible. Um, so that's what I sometimes will throw a little ginger in there and crush it. But I bet Eve, you have a different one. But let me finish reading Eve's. I mean, Velvet, I bet you have a different one. Eve says, do you have a Swiss army herb for spell work? My pinch, my kitchen pantry go-to is pumpkin pie spice, protection, purification, prosperity, money drawing, luck, communication, love, and healing. I'm going to give you two. Yeah. Um, allspice, if we're talking about what you might have in your kitchen, allspice is a wonderful booster. It will boost almost anything. If you are not playing around in your kitchen, and this one is not as easy to come by, it has been one of my go-tos most of my life, but it, it's not always easy to come by. Uh, dragon's blood. You want to intensify your anything add dragon's blood so kitchen witches go go grab your allspice if you're out of the kitchen look for some dragon's blood (laughs) 
fabulous. Thank you so much, Velvet. And um, I appreciate you being on the show today. I'm going to pull three cards right now with the tarot cards I've been shuffling in the last few minutes while we've been talking. And I'm going to pull three cards right now. And so the first card um, is a really powerful card. This card is interesting because it is, um, this card is about the cat energy. And if you know anything about cats, boy, do they own their power. They know where their boundaries are. They will hiss at you if you touch them the wrong way. And they are very clear who can touch them and who cannot, right? That's cat energy. Cats are not only clear in their boundaries, but they know where their power is. And they often hold it there. And in that, that's exactly what this is about. This is about female feminine power. And every single one of us has it, even the strongest of trans men, even all kinds of, all kinds of men still have a feminine power within them that you can tap into. We all do. Everybody does. Everyone has a little bit of feminine energy. It doesn't mean that you're a woman. It just means that you have some idea or some empathy of what it might be like to not only have a monthly experience, but also to have children and what it might mean to nurture life or bring life forward. So this that's exactly what this is about. This is about female powerful energy. And this is about how you bring it forward. So this is your intentions. This is how you do it. This how you pull it forward. And you can see she's in her power and she's taking off. I find it interesting that this is in our past. It is meant to intrigue you and say to you, um, remember the power that you found within yourself, especially the power that helped nurture everyone. The pa that power. And that's a, this is just a reminder of what it, the power of uh, motherhood, the power of femininity, the power of knowing your boundaries and your power and knowing where your power comes from. And this is right. So that was the past is it, remember that. And it's saying this right now, this right here is to be present, to witness, to witness what is happening, to look around, pay attention and that's exactly what this is before actually taking action to actually witness what's going on first, to look around you, to take stake, to look to see who's doing what and and all of that kind of thing and watch what happens. There might be a little bit of wait and see energy. And that's kind of what this is right now. And everybody knows they're in it. Everybody. We all know we're all in a wait and see. And interestingly, this landed in the future. And this is the five of wands. And I'm not even going to pretend to hide this picture. Um, because, okay, so the last picture I want to describe for the podcast is a lizard on a staff, a wooden staff, a wooden carved sort of twisted staff, looking at the desert, looking at like a rocked desert um, outbring, okay? And that's pretty much all the images. It's very sort of plain in that way. But it's also very interesting in that way and simple. And this picture is a picture of protests. 
Um, this is protest signs. It has three signs. Um, one says silence equals death, and it has like the lesbian symbol, the triangle symbol, and um, I'm not sure exactly what this one says, but it looks like it has a transgender symbol on it because this is a pride deck. And you can clearly see this is about where arms meet. Um, yes, all three cards were wands. That's right. Whoever picked up on that, that's right. And wands are all about energy and where you direct your energy and intention and spell work, which is exactly what we've been talking about today. So that's exactly what this is about. Watch where you direct your energy. Watch where you push it. Watch where you put it. Go to your calling. If you're being called, then we need you. We need people to stand up and find ways to change. And it doesn't mean you have to battle, but there is at least, it doesn't mean it has to be violent. It could mean, and in fact, I hope that it means that it's peaceful, that people are able to find ways, ask, pull down the energies of Mahatma Gandhi, of Martin Luther King Jr. I pull those energies into this to help inspire you to find ways to direct your groups and your communities into nonviolent action of ways to change our government and influence our government. And I know it's super scary right now. So this card indicates a clash in political, of course. And it also is about conflict. It's about not agreeing. And that's exactly what's going on, right? And we all know about that. And this is in the form of protest energy. I don't think I've ever gotten this card on Rainbow Soul. Um, and so it's very interesting because I've been using this deck for like two years <laughs> and <laughs> I've never gotten this card. So I'm just going to say, yes, it represents protest energy. It, re it represents conflict. And yes, they are all three wands energies. And that is because that you need to just pay attention to how you direct your energy. Remember your cat feminine energy and your feminine power going forward and the power that women have. and Remember to witness what has to happen and witness and wait and see. That's okay to be in that energy right now and be ready for the conflict. But remember to pray for Martin Luther King and Mahatma Gandhi and energies like that to come and help us with nonviolent protests. They do work. And on that energy, very good. Namaste. <laughs> that was an interesting read. Sure was. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm just gonna put the cards away now <laughs> um, because they're speaking loudly today. Huh? Your prophecy stone's nearby. It's actually it was just it was on the deck the whole time. <laughs> there you go. It was on the deck the whole time. So, my friends, we have totally uh, taken up most of our time and even gone over a little bit. And Sorry. I just want to say it's okay. It's okay. We almost always go over. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so I want to welcome everyone to, um, to come back next week. We have another show lined up for you. 
And be sure, I want to say that we're doing a contest right now. And we're willing to give you a free t-shirt. Yeah. I think I got the poof design. There was a request <laughs> for a poof t-shirt. I think we got it because lacrosse <laughs> always talks about like if people don't respect your pronouns or they're just not in your vibe, man. Poof them out of your kingdom. Just poof. I so. like that idea actually. And so the community the community requested a poof t-shirt. You will get to pick any t-shirt you want. Um I have the rainbow soul shirt non-binary is sacred and um you know and so there's cool t-shirts. You get a great t-shirt for free. Um you just all you have to do is uh shoot your shoot a little video. Answer what does pride mean to you? Yeah. What does that I mean to you? And just tag pound rainbow soul vodcast. Just put that on there. Email me a screenshot or a link to the link, you know, to the post or something, or tag me if you're on my friend list or something like that. And just, you know, just reach out to me and uh, make sure I see it. Okay. Make sure I comment or rainbow soul does something. Okay. So that you know it was seen. So far, we don't have a whole lot of entries, so it would be really easy for us to pick the winner. Um, <laughs> this point, but, it's like TikTok, this, TikTok. <laughs> come on, guys! You, you can got post it on TikTok. Yeah, I could post it. I have I will post it on TikTok. Yeah. And so, and you, all you have to you can tag me there too. Okay. And um. All right, just make sure you email me or something. You can find all the details at the website, rainbowsoul.show. And I want to thank you, Velvet, for yes. being on the show. Thank you for bringing all your great wisdom. Um, thank you for I, having me. I appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome. You guys are fun to hang with. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad you think so. We're, and I'm putting together some more pants, some panels of people, and you're on my list, Velvet. All I right. Love it. <laughs> and thank you, Lacrosse. Thank you so much for doing oh. the show. With yeah. me. <laughs> thank you for always having me. It's just, it's always an experience every time I get to be on this show. Well, but and I, thanks for bringing the pride this week. Yeah, yeah. As I, I couldn't bring you. it last week. It happened last weekend, but I was working all that. So the nugget was great. Thank you. Thank you. Great. And I appreciate you. And I want to say thank you to all of our viewers, to everyone that's viewing us live, to people that are listening on the podcast, to some of our most loyal listeners. We have had people with us since we started a couple of years ago and I totally appreciate those viewers. I totally appreciate you. So I just want you to know that we love you and we appreciate you. Thank you for your support and you inspire us because we wouldn't keep doing this if you didn't come. So thanks for showing up. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for uh, letting me know of any topics that you would like me to talk about. Get them in the comments. Hopefully, I'll see it. Tag my name if you want, um, and I will. I will check it out, and I'll try to. I'll try to make it happen for you. All right, all right, everyone. Good night. Stay safe, and 
Do what you got to do, my friends. Oh, and happy Pride the rest of the month. <laughs> happy Pride. Bless the bees. <laughs> All that stuff. Thank you for watching Rainbow Soul. We are so grateful for your presence and listening in this past hour. Be sure you're subscribed and get notifications so you can join us and catch us every Sunday night here live. We appreciate you sharing, commenting, reacting, and inviting others to the show. This is a show for you. So tell us, who would you like to see on the next show? What topics inspire you? You can always find replays, more about the hosts, blog posts, merchandise, information about games and contests, and social media links at rainbowsoul.show. We love to show our gratitude with fun and games and contests with prizes that celebrate who we are as a community. Rainbow Soul holds the intention to explore consciousness and spirituality in cultures with a deep reverence for cultural roots, equality, and inclusion. We are always striving to recognize the spiritual medicine available to all of us in the modern world. We hope that you walk away knowing that you are perfectly valid in whatever identity you embrace for yourself and that you are sacred just as you are. Thank you so much for tuning in to Rainbow Soul. In the land of Africa, there lives a hippo who learns to overcome being different through an ecstatic dance experience. Sometimes life is sweet, and sometimes life stings. It's up to you to decide. What are you willing to be? asks the honeybee. The firefly reminds us that only you can shine your light. The butterfly speaks of the wonder of transformation, while the moon helps the hippo feel a confident glow. Find out what happens in a hippo dance trance. This beautifully illustrated book presents expressive artwork through gender-neutral characters that deliver messages about being yourself, perspective, and personal transformation. Order today at brighthawkproductions.com.